Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week... I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Yeah, right. Crazy. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 131 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Today I'm taking you out and about in the real world and not recorded over Zoom for a change. And we're on the King's Road, no less, at the Bend at World's End. And I'm joined by the very flamboyant floral designer, Yen Skates. But before I tell you anything of Yen, I've first got to give a hats off to the Patreon supporters because as you're aware, without their support, this podcast would not be able to be produced. I mean, this content is free for everyone, but if you think you're able to give us a bit of support, you can go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram profile and you'll find a Linktree drop-down box. Just hit that, follow the Patreon link, and you can donate as little as £3 a month. Just a cup of coffee, right? But anyway, back to Yen Skates. I was aware that Yen was buddies with Dougie Fields just before he passed away. And they are pretty similar people, really. They are sort of walking, talking representations of their art, you know. And as I mentioned just now, this episode was recorded on the King's Road. And Yen's sculpture is just feet away from the curbside, as you'll hear in this podcast. And this sculpture, entitled Our Best Friend, is a two metre tall dog made from discarded materials and living plants. The work is based on lessons learnt by skates whilst taking part on Netflix's The Big Flower Fight, where they were tasked to create large-scale animals and creatures out of waste and plants. The work urges us to reimagine the way that we live today, using discarded materials such as water bottles alongside living plants. The sculpture is a reminder of the urgent issues of pollution and waste, 
and invites us to think about our own impact on the environment. The dog, man's best friend, is a symbol of companionship, but also a fun figure that we can recognise and relate to. It invites us to get close and investigate the work, its unusual material sparking conversation. And it most definitely did because I saw it with my own eyes several times. Nyan Skates' Our Best Friend is part of the Kensington and Chelsea Art Festival, which is expanding through the summer season with a festival that elevates the magic and shared experiences of public art and live performances. It runs until the 31st of August and it will bring people together to celebrate, inspire and to be inspired. And for more information, you can go to www.kcaw.co.uk Now this episode is only 30 minutes or so long because Yen was sat there with a van full of flowers ready to start a new creation. So please, come with me to the King's Road to meet Yen Skates. Patrick and another artist called Ray Richardson maybe a month later and then them, they both replied right. and then it went on the Sarah Lucas uh, all the YBAs they was all writing to me while I was away so, you did uh, it all from prison? huh? you did it all from prison? yeah and then so because I've been a criminal all my life although I was only 26 and I wanted to get out of crime didn't know what I wanted to do and then the likes of Gary Hume, Sarah Lucas and the YBAs were saying you're ideal for, for the art world, you know, being a, a prisoner, ex-criminal, turned, you know, turned, wants to be an artist. Um, you know, we welcome outsiders. And yeah, that was at a time when I wanted to change. And You were ready. Yeah, and it, well, I'm, I'm here now, you know, I'm not famous by any means and I don't, don't earn millions, but my life has changed. I'm a completely different person. And if I would have still been the person that I was, the children that I've got now wouldn't be the beautiful, loving kids they are. Possibly they might have been little tearaways like I was, having a completely a good different life, you know, mm. uh, outlook on life. So, yeah, that was that, that's what I owe to these artists, you know. You still look like you could play a good good crook on television. There's still that criminal <laughs> inside me. He's not gone. I like to say that uh, I call him Roy Maynard because he's my old me. You know, he's like right. an alter ego. I say that Roy is still inside me in a little cage, <laughs> but Gary Mansfield has got the key. Should he need coming out, you know? But you started off um, in and around the YBAs as well, didn't you? Uh, well, don't think I could really claim that, but um, I was around Spitalfields, um, so I was. Um, so I, I went to. Are, are you rolling? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we've been doing it all the time. Oh, have I? <laughs> um, so I went to a very, very traditional art academy in Denmark, um, Aarhus Academy. And that was basically just sitting, you know, drawing naked people all day long, uh, live drawing. Yeah. Um, and there's only so many naked people you can look at, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, um, endlessly. Uh, so after the first year, I sort of uh, ran off for a bit. Um, I ran to Berlin to try that out. 
Um, I was basically fed up with, with the idea of an artist being someone who just sits and talks about art. I know that's not very good for you. <laughs> I'm more of a sort of a doing it rather than talking about it type person. So I had several times in, in academy where I would literally just go into school, pick up what I thought I would need that day in terms of materials, and then go home and do it at home instead kind of thing. Um, and then in 89, um, me and a couple of mates moved to Berlin for like the summer. Um, got into some really bad company there and thought <laughs> it was probably better to go home again. <laughs> and then literally the moment, well, almost the moment we got home, um, the wall went down in Berlin and all our friends were like saying, oh, come back, come back, come back. One, one of the people I went with stayed there and she's still there, she's got a family now and everything. Um, but it was it was just, it was too wild, it was crazy, it was uh, not good for anything. Sometimes in good times uh, are quite unhealthy, aren't they? Yeah, um, so came back, um, did the academy again. I, I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. I, I just couldn't go through with it. It was just, it was just too painful. Um, so I moved over to um, my cousin who was in Copenhagen um, and um, just sort of uh, started a sort of normal life, uh, not really doing the art much until um, a, a good friend I had in, in Aarhus who had been to America came back to Copenhagen. Um, she was a jeweler and um, she, sort of, she, she, she sort of popped up several times in my life where I've needed to get back on the art track for whatever reason. So yeah. it's been sort of like, when, when Charlotte turns up, okay, now it's time to be an <laughs> artist again. Anyway, so she came back and she stayed in Copenhagen and we started, I started painting again, had an exhibition, um, which was okay. Uh, but I was just, I could just, I was just feel that it was, it still wasn't quite right. I still yeah. had that sort of, uh, I had a desire to be sort of anonymous. I didn't want to be a star. Yeah. I didn't want to be known for anything. I just wanted to crack on with it. Um, and then we had the our version of the Brexit vote, Maastricht in '92. Um, I voted to stay in, but all my friends voted to leave. Um, and I was like, oh well, I want <laughs> I want to live in a country that um, you know embraces the world and Europe. Well, that plan weren't out, out the window. And how did, it, how did it pan out for Denmark? Um, well, they um, eventually, years later, voted back into it. Yeah. Anyway, they kept their currency, but it's pretty much just signed up member to yeah. the EU. Um, and then also in 92, Denmark won the Euro football. Yeah. Um, and Copenhagen was just... So magical, so magical. I spoke to uh, taxi drivers who remembered the war, and they said that this was better. Excellent. Better than when when we got free yeah, yeah. in the war. Um, so I thought, well, this is it. This is all Denmark can possibly <laughs> offer me. Um, I'm off. Um, and I'd been on a very short trip to London by then, and realised that in London, it's a bit like that song, New York, New York. If yeah, you can yeah. make it here, you can make it anywhere. Um, and I thought, well, London looks promising, no one gives a damn here. So 
I just moved over here um, with some Danes and we just worked in like rubbish jobs, went out at night, you know, work 12 hours, go out, sleep, repeat, repeat, yeah, yeah, repeat yeah. for about two years um, until one of them decided he was going to become serious now and go home and be a doctor. Um, be grown up. Be grown up, basically. <laughs> and she was five years younger than me at the time as well. Um, so I thought, all right. And then, and then Charlotte popped off again from America. Um, I said, I'm coming to London because my boyfriend has to study law here. Let's find a studio. Let's uh, do the art properly. Um, and I just... I'd been to my very first trip to East London just before <laughs> I was very much West London yeah. then. Um, I thought I, I, my first place I lived in London was in Soho. I didn't think Soho that was it. There's, yeah. there's no yeah. other part of London. And where was that? Mid nineties. Yeah, ninety two. It was uh, a very different Soho then, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And uh, and then um, the Oasis album came out with it. Uh, the, uh, the front was at Berwick Street yeah. and I was literally taken right outside where we were living um, so that was kind of nice um, so we got this so I'd been on this bus trip they did these um, open studio bus trips in East London yeah. um, so I had to go to uh, Liverpool Street and I was like oh <laughs> where am I <laughs> um but saw all these fantastic studios. So I knew there were studios in East London. So I said, why don't we just go and ask a few places? And literally the first place we went in and asked, they had space. And that was Bitterfields Market. Um, they had sort of a 50 studios with about 80 artists. Um, and uh, we, got a, we got a space downstairs. I wasn't too bothered about daylight at the time. And uh, Charlotte was doing jewellery, so it didn't really make any difference to her. Um, and then, um, then of course, I'd, I'd stopped working all these jobs. I didn't have much money, uh, so I had to find something to do. So I started working once a week in a flower warehouse on Cambridge East Road, um, a really damp, sort of a under the arches yeah. scenario um, with this. Turkish guy, Ali um, well I think he just he was going to Holland twice a week to buy the flowers <laughs> yeah, yeah. so to speak exactly yeah um, I, know pe- I know plenty of people <laughs> who have done that um, so the whole flower business would never really run, <laughs> run that seriously um, but anyway he needed someone to sit there and, and greet all these bone hard East London florist ladies so this is sort of 95, 96 Um, I mean oh my god they tried every trick in the book and I was completely naive with the whole thing (laughs) they Uh, got plenty for free did they? Oh, or at knockdown prices I mean it was just it was complete mayhem I mean they thought it was their lucky day when they saw (laughs) me but you've wised up to those tricks now right? yes yes um and then he had this, um, the way he sort of got rid of all the stock at the end of the week, um, because he saw it as his excess, um, was to take it to markets. 
and then just flock it, basically. Yeah. Um, so I started making up some of the little bouquets for that. Um, and then when Spitalfields came up with a new big stall in there, they had a sort of a, a grocery um, eco corner. Yeah. It was sort of very ecological and whatever. Um, and um, so I started running that stall with um, with Ali's wife. Um, and she was only interested in going around buying the vegetables and shopping <laughs> and, and all that. But the it, most interesting about that in terms of London and the YBAs was that that whole area was crawling with yeah, YBAs. It was loads. It was every, everywhere, wasn't it? Absolutely everywhere. Um, and they came to the flower stall almost weekly. Um, so we had the Chapman brothers, Tracy Emin, Gilbert and George, um, Gavin Turk. Um, there was another one you'd interviewed, you mentioned earlier, the guy. Uh, very sort of a colourful block paintings. Gary Hume. Gary, Gary, Hume. Gary Hume's wife was there every week. Um, Patrick Hughes, every week. Yeah. Uh, him and Diana, biggest, biggest supporters. Um, and, and all that sort of thing. I mean, so I was about 30, and being Danish, I was a bit sort of, yeah, yeah, you think you're something special, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're not, kind of thing. Um, so I didn't, I, I, if I'd played my cards right then, I think things would have been yeah, but, differently. You know. But I was just too, you know, yeah, yeah, you think you're clever, I can paint better than all of you, kind of, kind of attitude. Yeah, but you're um, 30, yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like that, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, well, I certainly was. Um, so, um, so then we, we, that sort of what happened. I was organising my own shows in just cafes in central London, um, and doing the flowers a few days a week. Um, and then in '97, they got planning permission to do that end of Spitalfields yeah. Market. So we were basically chucked out. Um, they kind of promised they would find us something else, but just never, never really happened. happened. Um, and then, because the market authority knew me both as a tenant and as a trader, they offered me these short leases in shops. Um, and um, at this point, Charlotte had left and was now coming back again. <laughs> um, this time, because of slightly more tragic circumstances, but that's neither here nor there um, so she was back um, I said I've got this lease for the shop should we go for it um, so we built a little partition it was a massive shop it was like any of these sort of units um, for like 50 quid a week or something madness even 20 years ago uh, and um, so we built a little partition she was sitting there drilling away doing her jewellery I was doing the flowers in the front um, and then, um, and then that sort of took over my life, really, the flower thing. Um, first, because I'm the sort of person, if you're doing something, you have to do it fully committed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to be like the sort of person who sits at home in a tiny corner, have to pack all the stuff away yeah. every time. Um, so I decided just to go for the flowers full on. And then when um, some lovely events girls walked in, um, and I got involved with doing events. Uh, it sort of opened up. You know, you, you get access to all these beautiful buildings in London yeah. to do flowers in. 
Um, so like all the livery companies in the city and Barbican and everywhere else. Um, Did you realise that there was more to more places to put your your work other than where you had been putting it at this point? Because you meet yeah. some people sometimes and, and they more or less open up a world that you pretty much didn't think existed or that you thought was exactly exclusive. Exactly that, exactly that. I think when I've sort of been talking about my life before, um, I sort of keep coming back to the point that my life is a story of me thinking I've got it all worked out until I realise there's more out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How wrong I was. Yes. <laughs> Which again is a story of most people's lives. Isn't yes, it? yes. Um, so I did that, that was fun. And then I got a, a hotel contract in Mayfair. Um, so that was every week having to do that and then then I started competing with flowers um, then I got another hotel contract and, and then there was the 2010 and then I was really that was it that was that was me full-time floristry. So you, you pretty much self-taught in the field of <laughs> in any field in any field but um, yeah I mean you've we're sitting here now, which, you know, as people listening to this, we had the traffic go by. We're on the the, um, the bend at World's End on the King's Road, where you've got this two-metre sculpture. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little uh, insight into, into what we're sitting next to. Uh, so we're sitting next to um, your best friend, and um, it's, a, it's a shape of a dog... And we all know uh, dogs are our best friend, but I, I wanted to use that shape um, and the way that the dog was made to um, try to emphasize or, or re-energize the conversation of uh, recycling. Um, so it's basically made out of trash. Um, and I kind of wanted to say that, look at all these wonderful things we can make with all the stuff we throw out. Yeah. Um, and to sort of somehow harness that energy or that belief that we can do anything that we've got through COVID. Anything is possible if we just put our minds to it and our money to it. Um, So the best friend in the piece is actually us. Your best friend is our ingenuity and whatever we can do with stuff. That's the kind of idea. And... um, I got involved here um, because I've, I've been on this uh, The Big Flower Fight on Netflix. Uh, if you've heard of that. Um, I've not seen it. I only heard about it a couple of <laughs> days ago, but I'm, I'm planning to uh, invest some time into watching that. And, and that was something that also came around by complete coincidence. And we ended up doing these big, uh, basically, plant sculptures Brilliant. of uh, animals. Um, so I knew the guy who was making the sort of main structure underneath from the show uh, so it's, it's kind of built in the same way as the things we did on the show and um, and uh, yes I just thought it might be interesting to put in uh, it was like an open submission that just came on an email yeah. um, and I thought well he fits give it a go he fits. <laughs> so it's in between two benches that are obviously already there 
um, and he's sat in his own little garden, as it were, of um, mm-hmm. potted plants. And while I've been sat here, um, as I mentioned when you when you arrived, one of the plant pots had fallen over. And not that I'd noticed it, but I saw um, a motorbike courier bending over, and I wondered what he was doing. I thought he might be stealing <laughs> something, you know, with my with my you know my criminal <laughs> mind at work. But no, he was being a a damn good guy and picking up a flower pot and they're passing children just stop and the parents stop everyone seems to stop and look at it how long's it been here at the moment uh, i think it's been uh must have been three four weeks now amazing that it's still yeah. in such good condition and as i mentioned from if it was planted uh, or if it was constructed and left in uh, in my local <laughs> town centre in Romford. Um, but we yeah, should it try. Lasted the weekend. We should yeah. try and time it and see. How yeah, long it would, um, he would have been kidnapped a long time ago. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, it's the first couple of times I came here. I met some really interesting people. I mean, the first time I came, there was literally like a homeless person had uh, moved in on one of the benches. <laughs> oh, um, from I don't know. I couldn't understand the word you were saying. He was from Turkey or something. Um, but he was very happy with him um, and then the next time I came there was a, a, a lady who said she was a, a flower therapist um, and then we started a long discussion about how uh, she was probably in her late 60s um, about how wonderful Kings Road used to be and it's all gone downhill since yeah, every generation <laughs> says the same but she wasn't referring to your sculpture. No, she was. She she said that it's about you. time we got some life around here. <laughs> that sort of attitude. And did you come to a conclusion as to what a flower therapist was? Does she give flowers therapy? I <laughs> tried. I tried. But she was one of those, you know, when you can ask someone a question and they completely yeah. just start talking in another direction. They're on their own narrative. Yeah. So what's, what's next in store for, for Yang Skates? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know um, what's next in store. Um, I have got a little project coming up the next few days involving possibly saving the world. Yeah, good. If that's good. not... Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, thank you. So <laughs> from, from mankind, I'd just like to say thank you. <laughs> We've been waiting for you to come along for several generations oh, and you've I'm, turned up. I'm not Messiah, my dad. <laughs> my dad thinks he is. He's a good... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're just a very naughty boy. Um, no, I've, I've, I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Daniel Lismore. I don't think so. He is sort of... Um, an activist who dresses up and um, does a lot for LGBT rights and uh, environmental things, Daniel Lismore. Um, so anyway, he's been asked by Greenpeace to um, highlight the problem with trawlers basically ripping up the ocean. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, so we are making a costume for him to look like Poseidon. Poseidon having been run over by a trawler. Yeah, um, And then we are meant to um, basically go into the canal um, and um, see if we can track down some trawlers with him dressed up as Poseidon um, with Greenpeace and um, 
cause some havoc. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise how much damage the trawlers are doing until I watched that programme on Netflix um, a couple of months ago, and yeah, it's totally changed yeah, my view. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite amazing. So, when are you? When is this that you're changing the world? Saving uh, the world. Sorry. We're saving the world. Sorry on... to down. Sorry to downplay your your role. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're saving the world either Monday or Wednesday. Um, it depends slightly on wind conditions, um, but um, <laughs> most probably Wednesday. Excellent. So by Friday, all's good. All's good. All's good. <laughs> yes. Well, I've, we've worked. I, I have got several questions. We've worked through most of those anyway. But one of them is: if there was you or five artists, past and present, what would your ideal group show be? Oh my god, okay. Uh, well, Salvador Dali, for oh, sure. Um, just for the weirdness and magic. And um, I think he's one of the best draft people the world has ever seen. Um, I have a huge affinity with uh, Damien Hurst. I know a lot of people have lots of problems with him, but. Yeah. Um, I've always thought, yeah, just go for it. Courses Don't care courses, what, what anyone thinks about what you're doing. And I think he's got... He's, it, you can call it populist, but you, to be able to sort of be there and, and, and concentrate the moment into something that just resonates with everybody um, is, is a, a skill. He's a master yeah. He's a master aid, there's no denying. Um, so he... And I think he'll be a good laugh anyway. Um, who else should I say? Who else should I say? Um, I mean, there's people like um, Michelangelo or somebody, somebody like that. Um, would probably be quite good. Um, who else? Who do I really, 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 really admire? Um, I think those are probably my top three. And then I would have to think of two others that would really sort of try to sort of mix the whole thing up and probably be a bit argumentative um, and really sort of stir it up and annoy everybody uh, I mean Andy Warhol but I don't think he's going to be a great dinner party I don't think so he'll, um, I think he'll he's just, just going to sit there and play with the food all yeah. evening long uh, yeah. yeah which is what he built his career on I suppose <laughs> which is alright um, I think we need some women in there um, so who would I go for who would I go with I think actually Tracy Emin um, she'd be pretty cool at any she'll, dinner party, she'll be she? good at any dinner if party if she had the attitude of that time after the Turner Prize <laughs> when she sat there drunk and caused mayhem and got up and walked away that's the Tracy Emin you want that is the one we want that is definitely the one we want to walk in wind up um, Michelangelo Damien yeah. Hurst yeah, and everybody else. I think rather than a female artist, I'd rather have someone like uh, someone super glamorous, like uh, Marilyn Monroe or Beautiful. someone in there, just to sort of really make it special. <laughs> um, Doggy Fields is a great entertainment. Um, I don't know Sandra Rhodes that well. Um, I think Dougie would get on quite well with Andy Warhol, wouldn't he? Well, I don't know. <coughs> it, when you've got two people who are too similar in terms of what they're doing, sometimes a bit of a bit of a clash. Well, I'd, I'd hope to. I'd like to think now that um, 
that Dougie would get more recognised than he should have been while he was here because I think he was a, a very underrated, um, underappreciated rather, a very underappreciated artist. Oh, for sure. And, uh, and, and person. Yeah. And those who were in his circle and on the peripherals of his circle, they're aware of, of the man that he is or should have been um, viewed in everybody's eyes. But yeah, yeah that would, oh, I hope that time comes pretty soon. And your best friend here, um, how long is he in situ for? Um, they haven't actually given me an actual time scale. So. I'm aware that the Kensington and Chelsea Art Festival finishes at the end of August. Right, so, so that's probably... Possibly around then, I would have <laughs> but, um, If there's sure anything left yeah. by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll let you know. Um, Jan, well, that's everything. Well, that was fun. I wanted to know, so thank you very thank much. Thank you for, for coming time. and having a chat next to my sculpture. And good luck for... Uh, yeah, saving the world. <laughs> well, someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Brilliant. That's a great line to finish on. Well, how about that? Yen Skates and our best friend. I told you he was only a couple of feet away from the road. I know it was rather loud, but it's good to hear a bit of background noise, right? And if you want to go and see our best friend, he's located on the King's Road, straight opposite the World's End Bookshop. And if you want to see more of his creations... I mean, other than his website and Instagram page, you can pop over to Netflix and look up The Big Flower Fight, which was hosted by Mr Vic Reeves, no less. And I constantly get asked to have Vic Reeves on the show. But I'm afraid that that will never happen because old Mr Vic Reeves is the only artist ever to want a feed to come onto the podcast. So he can jog right on. If you want to listen to more podcasts from artists that have taken part in the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week, We've recorded with several. Episode 114 is Fiona Grady. Louise Hall in 119. Orlando Broom in 118 got a cheeky mention. Lee Baker of Graphic Rewilding in episode 123. Mr Zach Ove, episode 125. That was another one recorded on location at MDM Props. Then there was also Amy Jackson and L.R. Vandy. Episodes 128 and 129. So there's plenty there to get your teeth stuck into. Well, that's about me for this week. Until the next episode, ta-da! Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast or even giving us a positive shout-out on your social media. Anything is appreciated, but either way, thanks for listening, and until next week, ta When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.